It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to episode 178 of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West West Lafayette, Indiana. We're doing so well. I was. It only took me 30, not even 30 seconds, 25 seconds to ruin everything, but we're going to keep going. Uh, in West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, and not screwing up our intro. So, <laughs> tonight, for episode 178, Alicia Carabinus and I <laughs> have come together to have a post-PAX talk. No, you gotta call that a post-PAX What's parlay. Uh, yeah, sure. Parlay. A post-packs parlay. Post-packs yeah. parlay. There we go. We're having a post-packs parlay, y'all. Um, so, Alicia, how are you, darling? I am okay. <laughs> uh, but also super mad because you got to go to PAX and uh, there was the new State of Decay um, DLC. Yeah, it was. I didn't play it, though. Oh, all right. That's good then. I, don't I didn't play it. That makes you feel better. Okay. So, so here was my. Okay, I got two things. So, first of all, yes, for those of you who are sitting there going, "Say, I'm saying she was never going to go to a PAX." I did. I said I was never going to PAX because I hate Penny Arcade mm-hmm. and you did say that. they're dick wolves and raping people to sleep or raping <laughs> people to death or whatever the <laughs> fuck the dick wolves did. I don't mean so, to laugh. That's not funny. It's the way you said it that was funny. <laughs> That being said, yes, I did say that. Um, But at the same time, I wanted to more than anything be PAX adjacent. But um, I also didn't feel like I could do that without actually like being a part of PAX. And we had this conversation, I think, before when Jerome uh, Jerome and Melissa were on and we were talking about, you know, making some kind of attempt to to affect change and maybe having to do it from from inside as well. Yeah, I don't know. And and I have to say that there was some stuff that, you know, you could see people who were making some real efforts to make change in, in and around the games community 
and uh, a lot of the diversity related panels and the other org- the diversity related organizations that were there. Um, so I didn't feel so terrible about it. And I did not purchase not one piece of PAX paraphernalia while I was there because I just felt like that was going too far. And I already felt bad about, <laughs> about buying tickets. So, nah, that being said, not nah, but <laughs> yeah, that being said, that's In which Sam justifies going back on her word. I know. So, but yes, I did go to PAX, y'all. I did go to PAX. Y'all can talk about me, talk about me bad, and I won't blame you for it. I did what I did. You said what you said. I said what I said. Did what I did. (laughs) But anyway, that being said, that happened. And now, as for uh, State of Decay. No, no, no. We'll talk about all this. Okay. I want to talk about many things. Yes. But first, we have business. Okay, first we have business. We got business. We got business. So, we have to do our usual. Let's what you playing, what you reading, what you drinking. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with you, Alicia. What you playing, darling? Um, you made me put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because yes, you're did. mean. I was I'm, just I'm playing Donut human. County. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, which is so good. It's a little indie game. I think it's just a phone game. I don't know. Um, I have it on my phone. Uh, it's, I've heard it described as a reverse Katamari, which is an excellent description. Instead of collecting things, you are a hole, uh, that absorbs things. You have to position yourself so that things fall inside of you. (laughs) There's no good way to talk about this. Uh, mm-hmm. But the controls are really precise. Like, you can slide around um, in the ground and juggle things. Like, there will be a table, but maybe you can't swallow the table yet. But you can get the stuff that's on the table if you can knock the table over just a little bit so the stuff falls off. Mm-hmm. And then you get bigger with everything you eat. So mm-hmm. then you can you can start eating, you know, like buildings and mountains and hot air balloons and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, all kinds of wacky stuff. Let's say that. Uh, it's super fun. Uh, I wasn't going to buy it because I don't know, man. There's something I, I've never gotten over the thing like, I don't want to pay for a mobile game. But that's dumb. That's dumb. It is. It, it, it is. is. I know it's dumb. Even even as I think it every time, like, I could get this mobile game, but gosh, that's $2. And I, <laughs> I love my mobile games. Like, I play a lot of little mobile games. So th- I know this is dumb, and I'm trying to get over it. I'm really glad that I bought this. And I love it. And, of course, I'm playing Mafia, as one does, when one is a Mafia player. And I uh, played a little rock band for the first time in a while. Ooh. Uh, yeah. And uh, I just purchased a game that I have not started yet, but I'm very excited about. We can talk about it next time. Called It's You, A Breakup Story. Oh, wow. And the And this is not a spoiler because it's right there in the game description. The thing that's supposed to be interesting about this game is that there's only one ending, but lots of ways to get there. It's you, a breakup game. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what they mean by there's only one ending, but lots of ways to get there. And it's tagged on Steam with Choices Matter. And, you know, like, that's the way to my heart. 
If there's mm-hmm. one tag on Steam that I'm super dedicated to, it's Choices Matter. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm going to start that probably tomorrow because tomorrow's my day off. Jelly. Okay. I'll let you know what I think of it. Please do. I want to know what, what you it is. Because if it's me, if the it's you is me, the player, I don't want to play it because it's never me. It's always somebody else. Oh, my God. Of um, course. <laughs> Hush. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never me. I'm always right. Mm-hmm. Any hoozy. So what have I been playing? Um, I played some Strange Brigade, which was actually really good. So it is a, um, how do I put it? The way that I was describing it to people is like, it's an adventure game where you kind of play um, a... X-Files meets uh, 1930s um, Antiquities uh, Discovery Team, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the four characters that you start with are, um, they're they're all seemingly... Well, British or British occupied, right? So right. there's uh there's a British there's a British dude who uh appears to be Asian of some sort. Um there is your traditional, you know, big burly uh white British dude. There is a Rosie the Riveter looking character who uh is uh also a pugilist, so she gets to punch shit. Hmm. And her and All everybody right. has their own specialist. Her special her specialty is explosives. And then, of course, because no game can escape totally and completely the trash fire, there is an African character who is a is a female character who is dressed in full fucking tribal dress, mm. tribal in scare quotes, um, mm-hmm. with war paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and we know about colonization in Africa and, and I could see how, you know, that all falls under the umbrella of the queen's territory. But why didn't they give her some clothes that were not appropriative? So, you know, I, I fired up the game and I was like, why did I, why have I not noticed this before? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to behave. I'm not going to lose my shit, but they better give me time. They better give me some clothes to change her clothes real soon. I didn't get a chance to play too much of it. I got a chance to play about five or six hours of it uh, before mm-hmm. PAX. And since I just got back from PAX, Day before yesterday, I haven't had a chance to go back to it since. Um, so yeah, I'm real pissy about that. Do um, you want to go back to it? I do because the game itself was fun, but I also want to see. I, I, I actually because I've only played as the Rosie Rosie the Riveter character because I was streaming it at the time and I didn't and I was on I was on like the Xbox Dash and I didn't want to like just start cussing. 
on the dash because mm-hmm. children might be watching. Mm-hmm. And so I I played as the Rosie River character. And I want to go back like and play as the African character to see how it unfolds and see what they actually did with the character. Mm-hmm. Um so I want to I do want to go back and play uh I want to go back and play as her. Um yeah. Yeah. But other than that, the game itself is actually kind of fun. It's like like I said it's kind of like X-Files meets Tomb Raider. Um It's like kind of like X-Files meets Tomb Raider. Yeah, cuz like I said you play these like this team um, of folks, they search for antiquities and they're going out to look for when the game starts, um, one of their, you know, team members, that's not a part of their immediate team, but a part of their organization, sure. um, who's disappeared, right? right? Because she was trying to stop an archeologist from opening, uh, the tomb of a, of a dead Egyptian queen who had specialized in dark magic, kind of like Pandora's box. Um, right. Yeah, so you you know how well that's gonna go. Yes, I'm like no spoilers, but you know. Um, so yeah, and and I like that kind of stuff because it's like Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider, X Files, all in one. Um, but we gonna have to go back, and we gonna have to we gonna have to look at that. We gonna have to look at that other character um, so that I have something to scream about and cuss about. <clears throat> so yeah. Um, and not just not just the surface stuff. I need to be able to scream about the full characterization, right? Um, of <laughs> as I do, as I do. Um, so yeah, that. Uh, I also played some more Graveyard Keeper because oh, you know Terry was playing that. That game is fun. That game is stupid fun. You know, there's a little bit of cannibalism in that. There's some, yeah, there's cannibalism in there. And so I, I, when I started the game, I was like, I'm not going to eat this human flesh. I'm not going to eat this human flesh. And I just was not paying attention one day because I had probably been paying for about six or seven hours. And I was you ate the human flesh? And I was probably half asleep. I don't know what happened. But I, I just kind of, I was tired and I was like, I need more energy so I can finish doing this task and then I can go home. And I wasn't paying attention and I was like, there's food and I ate it and I went, shit. That sounds like somebody justifying how they ate human flesh. Look, let me tell you something. Nope. In the apocalypse. Nope. <laughs> that is the one line. <laughs> It was a mistake. It was an honest-to-God mistake. And once I did it... Oops, I ate human flesh. (laughs) Are y'all hearing this? I'm not going to be alone with her again. (laughs) You don't have to worry about it unless it's the apocalypse and there's no food. Mm. Um, No trust. Trust is dead. (laughs) So that happened. See, what happened was... The human um, flesh. It just happens. Sometimes human flesh just happens in your mouth. It just you should just falling in your hole. So you know, um, <laughs> we're even. I'm purposely putting things into my <laughs> hole. Anywho, okay. So this is now the NSFW yeah. podcast. Not say, but accidentally, word. like how Sam accidentally ate human flesh. Yeah. Accidentally brought it back. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
And then what else have I been playing? I uh, bought Octopath Traveler because I was going to play it on my flight out to Seattle because I did not have a direct flight out there. So it was going to take me 13 hours to get there. It was the best I could do. It was a holiday weekend. Um, I did get a direct flight back, though. Thank God. Um, So I bought Octopath Traveler. And I was like, I'm gonna play this on the way out to Seattle. And I got settled into my second my second flight, the second leg of my flight. Not, not the first leg, it was just too short. And I'm like, I'm gonna play some Octopath Traveler. Got my switch out, opened it up. It was like, hey, there's Stardew Valley. Wonder where I left off. Uh-uh. I'm just gonna turn it on for a second. Yeah, we know how that turned out, right? Which so on the way out there, I didn't play any Octopath Traveler, but I played a whole lot of Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> the worst. Horrible. I am a horrible human. Um, and so I didn't end up playing any any Octopath Traveler because on the way back, I had to finish the book for our Mixer book group um, that I had not finished, and we were talking about on Tuesday. So I had to finish the dang book because. I can't be the one running a book group and not have finished the book. That is true. That is a law, I think. Um, I, yeah. Actionable in at least 47 states. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, and I was not trying to go to jail. So I finished the book <laughs> on the way back, and I played no games. Um, so I'm going to start Octopath Traveler soon. Soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on my Switch. Yep. On the switch, um, but I did play one more thing. What did I play? Oh, I played the the full release of PUBG. I've been playing that. Okay. Okay, so it looks really good. It does. It looks really good. It plays a whole lot better. I was really salty at first when I turned it on because you know they have this thing they call event pass, right? So it's a thirty day event where you can do challenges daily, weekly, and for the month to, like, unlock special stuff. But the event pass is $10, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, they're trying to make this, like, battle pass on Fortnite. I was like, but the difference is Fortnite is free. Yeah. So, you know, and and their events, their seasons last, like, two months and not one month for the same $10. So I was real salty. And then I heard a rumor, I haven't had a chance to to validate this, is that this is, like, supposed to be a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Um, And that was was why they did it this one time. Um, If this shit keep going, I'm going to be real mad. I'm going to be real salty because we paid, like, $50 for that game we shouldn't have to pay ten dollars a month to play that game after that well i mean many mmos say hi okay but those start out as mmos Mm -hmm. and PUBG is a battle royale not an mmo that is true i'm just saying that the pricing model exists okay whatever whatever (laughs) you better give me my fifty dollars back if you're gonna charge me ten (laughs) dollars a month for some damn battle pass like fortnite you're going to be raking in money like that on a game that, you know, honestly is a whole lot better than it was, but still is not as polished as Fortnite. You better give me my $50 back. Uh, now, that being said, 
Fortnite is still my my favorite battle royale. At least until uh, until I get a chance to try Blackout in Black Ops Four, which it starts the 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 beta the beta for Blackout starts Monday, and I am super stoked to to get my hands on that because I had a whole lot of fun playing uh, Black Ops Four the the beta just the regular game beta. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a lot of fun, and I'm really looking forward to the to the uh, to the battle royale po- portion of it next week. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't break my heart. Hoping it doesn't break my heart. I too hope it does not break your heart. I know, because I'm I'm a delicate flower. I'm a delicate flower. Man, I gotta go. <laughs> um, as delicate as an iron bar. Well, you know what? There's there's beauty and strength, man. Um, <laughs> that is about all that I've been playing on my own systems. Um, I did play some stuff at PAX, but I'll wait and I'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. All right. What you reading? Uh, well, I've been reading a lot of back issues of game journals again because mm-hmm. I'm working on my dissertation. You so really? Be a, yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, I'm going to have a chapter for you very soon, so prepare yourself. Uh, So a lot of that stuff, and I just finished um, my second article draft about Mafia with my co-researcher. Submitted that over the weekend, so I was reading, uh, I've been reading a bunch of articles about technical communication and video games. Which was really funny because somebody posted in one of my Facebook groups today, like, I'm really looking for scholarship that ties techcom to games. And I was like, well, here are all the sources that exist. Um, so I was ready. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was nice. So that's, I mean, mostly I've just been reading scholarship stuff. I'm boring. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. So, so boring. That happens. That happens. What was the what book else for your you book club? Um, that's how you've been reading this boring stuff? Yes, I'm sorry. Nothing fun? Well, that and the deeply depressing news. Well, that happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let me see. What have I been reading? Well, I did finish the book for my book club. And that was John Green's Turtles All the Way Down. Oh, that one. Yeah, it took me forever to finish it. Because we have middle-aged white dude writing from the perspective mm-hmm. of a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, we talked about this on the last episode, I think, because you had just started it, I guess. Oh, no, I started it a long time ago. <laughs> well, it was one episode, because you had, you had begun it, and you weren't sure. You, you said that it was okay, but you weren't sure you would have read it, I think, if it wasn't for the book club. Yeah, well, no, I don't know if I said it was okay. Oh. I just said I wouldn't have read it if it wasn't for. <laughs> <laughs> I started it. Uh, I went out when the when we, when we chose the book. I went out and grabbed it at the bookstore, and I started to read it. And then I put it down, and I read. I was reading a bunch of other stuff around it because I didn't want to start reading it again. <laughs> you know, as you yeah. do, as you do. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that happened. Um, oh, how do I say this? So I'm trying to be nice. Um, oh, 
No, I'm not. Uh, it, it, I, the reason I couldn't read it is because, like I said, it's a middle-aged white dude trying to write from the perspective of a 16-year-old girl. It's been a long time since I was a 16-year-old girl. Long time. Mm-hmm. But I know what I read was was would not have been the perspective of a sixteen year old girl, so it may be kind of salty. What you were salty? Just a little bit, just a no. little bit. Um, and it also so, and we were talking about this when we talked about the book. So, like I said, perspective of a sixteen year old girl who's supposed to have kind of severe OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, that borders on a kind of mania. Um, and all this time she's going through, like she's, she's trying to solve a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mystery is that the billionaire father of one of her childhood friends has disappeared in an escape in an attempt to escape persecution. Oh, I'm done. You said billionaire father of one of her friends. I check out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. So, but so I don't she's... read stuff about rich folks. Well, so she's not rich though. Yeah, there's she's rich folks adjacent. She rich she is rich folks adjacent. But she also poor folk adjacent. Because her best friend is a poor Hispanic girl. Of course she is. With, I think, a black boyfriend. Um, and the, the girl that is the <laughs> main character is a white middle class girl who is the daughter of a single parent school teacher because her father died of a heart attack, apparently, while mowing the grass like six or seven or eight years or 10 years or whatever the hell it was previous to the start of the story. And so it is never clear what the book is actually ever the fuck about, right? Because it's like, is it about her and her OCD? Is it about her and her relationships with other people? Is it about, the mystery because and and because that's thin as hell because they talk about it like for the first couple of chapters and then something happens I'm not gonna say what in case people decide to read it and then they don't talk about it again for like 20 chapters and then they mention it like literally on one page and then it comes back and they talk about it in an instance where a girl with severe OCD so severe that she doesn't like to touch other people and she is actually doing harm to herself to cleanse, to cleanse these, uh, to cleanse these, these parasites that she thinks she might be getting from herself is Mm -hmm. in a sewer in her city with raw sewage and rats to go to Mm. an underground Mm -hmm. Mm-mm. I, I would, would make exhibit. duct tape armor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Because, and she doesn't mind it. And I'm like, see, you just fucked up. But 
And then I was told, and then somebody asked that during the, it was, it was, and somebody asked that during the, the book group discussion, they were like, so is it, a, is it about the mystery? And I was like, wait, wait, wait. So we went back and I read like the dust jacket and it was like, it's a mystery. And she's a detective. I'm like, for like 10 pages, what the hell? <laughs> so turtles all the way down. Yeah. That's what I read. That's what I've been reading. And I was mad about it, but. It looks like our next book group read is going to be um, much better because <laughs> I think we're just going to go with the one that people kind of voted for last time. But, you know, we we chose Turtles instead because it won by votes. But I think our next one is Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give. Oh, good. Yeah. So that that should be redeeming. Mm-hmm. That should be redeeming. Yeah, <laughs> but I read it. I, I want all kinds of cookies for finishing that book. Nah. Damn it. Sorry. Fine. I deserve them, though. Nah. So, yeah, that was what I read. That was what I read. Well, now we have the most important part of the podcast. The what you drinking part? Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, my dear Alicia, what are you drinking? I am drinking a fine Elysian space dust, which you would not like because it is an IPA. That's poison. Yeah. Because mm. you're drinking Yummy. poison. Yum. Mm-mm. There's something wrong with people who drink IPAs. You're wrong. Um, It's good. It's not my favorite, but of the ones that are around right now, I like it. However, yesterday, mm-hmm. I was at The Pint, which I think we've talked about before. It's our local, one of our local bars. They got rotating taps, blah, blah, blah. And I had the Peach Cider Boys. <gasps> oh, have you had it? No. I want it's that in my mouth. so good. It tastes like real peach, not like fake peach or chemical peach or just peach flavoring. Like real peaches in your beer. It is well so good. I think it's better than the pineapple. Oh, my. I wonder if they have that at the store. I don't know, but I told the guy at the pint that I wanted to take the keg home. And he laughed, but I was serious. <laughs> like no it no was, I'm for real can you, can you load yeah, that in they my car it, we need to buy all of it because it was good I have seen it before and I didn't buy it because I'm always afraid of peach flavored things right because sometimes they just taste like fake peach and that's gross but this was yeah. good it was juicy and perfect was it sweet though you know um, I like it sweet it's peach so I mean there's there's some natural sweetness there but it it, it it wasn't like an overpowering sweet apple cider. It's just peachy. So I think if you like peach stuff, and it's called... I do. Like, what is it called? What's the peach cider boys called? I don't even remember. Um, peach County. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Mm, on Rate Beer, it's only got a 3.26, and I'm going to tell you, y'all are wrong. You're wrong? <laughs> You're wrong. 
You wrong and something wrong it's with 3. you. Three point nine on Untapped, and even that's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. All right, well I'm gonna check it out. Yes. Well, that's a good segue, though. You know why? Why? Because I am drinking a new variation on the Sneaky Sneaky. Oh, God. I am drinking Sweet Tea and Deep Edie's Peach Vodka. Ooh. Yeah, see? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because they uh, they didn't have, um, I went looking for the lemon vodka, the DVDs lemon, and they didn't have any at the store. So instead, I opted for the peach. And it is tasty. I bet it is. That actually sounds good. I'm not, I'm not always like a flavored tea kind of person, but I do like peach teas. Mm-hmm. So, Me too. Yeah, I would. I would do that. Me too. I like peachy. Um, and that's why I was like, oh, I bet this would be good if I mixed it with some sweet tea. Uh, so, yeah. Or my variation of sweet tea, because I don't use real sugar in my tea. Yeah. Well, I would um, try that. Yeah. But I'm well, still pleased with my beer. So. Your beer is poison. It's good. It's good. It's, yeah. it's got a nice, sharp flavor, but it's not, like, overpowering. Mm-hmm. Mm, and it smells good, too. Elysian Space Dust. It has a, uh, a hop vomiting a galaxy. See? <laughs> That's always the New. problem with those IPAs. Is they they had weird ass names and images like I hops puking and hops punch, punching you in the That's face cute. and hops running you over with a Mack truck. Let's Why I want to drink packs. that? Why I want to drink that? It's a you, violent beer. It's a you, violent beer. You, oh my gosh! Let's talk about packs. Something <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> So I think, I think that, I mean, I want your general impressions, mm-hmm. but perhaps even more than the games, etc. There's two things that I think we need to discuss. This is my outsider's perspective. One, there was some discussion, and you will have, I think, a strong opinion on this, that PAX is now mostly for streamers and the media. There were some people talking about that. And not for gamers. <laughs> Let's invoke that. Nothing's for gamers anymore. But the other thing, of course, was the Riot Games panel that was closed off to men. Or series of panels and workshops that was closed off to men. That created some controversy. Um, those are the two things that, you know, I as the outsider really latched onto. But what was the experience like? So it was interesting, right? Because um this was my first PAX, right? Um I've been to GDC before the Game Developers Conference, which is, you know, yes, aimed at like educators and developers, um, and some industry folks, of course. Uh, well, I said developers, duh. 
see, I'm tired, y'all. Um, <laughs> but developers and educators, and I've been to E3, which is really targeted um, at media folk, mm-hmm. right? Well, it has been right. Like mm-hmm. they, the last couple of years, like last year and this year, where they started selling this unusual amount number of tickets, not amount number of tickets um, to like the public. Uh, and making that place totally unnavigable in terms of E3. Mm-hmm. Um, PAX, I don't know. I don't feel like it was aimed at media and streamers because most of the folks who were like media and streamers, if they had media passes, um, the floor was open early to them. Um, so that they could get in and talk to folks. Um, it was a lot of, I mean, it was just tons of like everyday folks, like people, just gamers and people who brought their kids. I still wouldn't bring my kids to one of these. Um, and people who brought their kids and were standing in line to play games, um, so yeah, I don't I don't see it. I mean, there was the, the whole time like during regular show floor hours because I didn't I didn't even apply for a media badge because mm-hmm. I had already had my tickets by the time the media badge um, like sign up open because I didn't want to like risk not getting tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time it opened, I was like, eh, well, I I got tickets already. I'm. You know, I really don't want to go through the trouble of trying to sell them. And I don't want to take tickets away from somebody else. Right. And then just have two sets of tickets or whatever the hell it would happen at that point. Um, so it never it, it never occurred to me that, oh, I might want to get in early um, to talk to folks. But I might do that next year because it was it was it was packed. It was absolutely and completely packed and most of the people that I saw standing in line were not streamers were not media they were just people that were standing in line for two hours to play games Hmm. um and because of that I played one and I didn't even play I stood next to um Nicole who was on the who's on the show with us before who was on the show with us before um I stood while she played Kingdom Hearts 3 um, and the only reason that we actually got to play that one was because they had they were doing like ticketed times. Um, and even with a ticketed time, you had to come back at whatever your time was and stand in line for like another hour hmm. to to play the game for 15 minutes. Um, and then they had the hope and a prayer line. So if somebody didn't show up, um, or quit early because they finished the demo early, um, you could get in. Um, so we stood in the hope and the prayer line, and one machine was open. And because she's like a longtime fan of the Kingdom Hearts series, I've never really played a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I don't um, like them. I she know lots of people do. That's great. But Yeah, I mean, and she was she was like, we can share it. I was like, no, you play. I'll watch. <laughs> I'm good. I'll watch. Um, but you know what? Honestly, this one looks really good. It looks like something I want to play. I mean, they're all well made. I just, I don't like the canon Disney characters at all. So I get for me, it, it doesn't appeal in even the least little bit. 
they got a lot of Pixar characters this time. Yeah, I. And that's that's okay. what I think that's what's pulling me in. That could be because um, I don't like the you know you know me with Disney yeah. characters, um, but they got a lot of Pixar characters this time, and that's what's pulling me in. Um, but she really enjoyed it, and it looks. I mean, she said the gameplay was good. It looked good. Um, the gameplay itself, the art is beautiful. Um, it looks super polished and it's not due out until next year. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have a lot of friends who love kingdom hearts and they are so excited. They're talking about it constantly. We're even playing a kingdom hearts themed mafia game next. I'm not playing it. They are Um, (laughs) like, I'm not playing it. So, I mean, like I'm excited for the people who've been waiting for so long because all of the impressions so far seem pretty solid. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. more power to yeah. you. Yeah, I want I want to play it. Um, I want to play it, and I'll probably play it with my kid. Um, so we'll see. But um, that was the only thing that we stood in line that the AAA title. Not we, I, but that's the only AAA title I stood in line for. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of indies. Um, I've heard some really cool about some really cool indies. I'm I'm curious as to what you played. Yeah, there were some really cool indies. Um, so let me say this. Uh, a lot of, other than like Kingdom Hearts and that's about it. Everything else that was there in terms of AAA titles is going to be out like within the next month or two. Yeah. And I wasn't standing in line for two hours to play like Tomb Raider that I could play in less than two weeks yeah. or Dragon Quest uh, 11, which I really did want to play. I wasn't standing in line for two hours to play that when it literally came out the day I got back from PAX. Um, you know, so there were certain things I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not standing in line for two hours for this stuff. The stuff that I would have stood in line for two hours to, to, you know, maybe check out wasn't there. Yeah. Like something that really, you know, is like red flags for me, stuff that wasn't there. Um, unless I missed it, unless I missed it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 wasn't there. Um, I don't think I missed it. Um, Fallout 76, one, Bethesda had their play days off site. Uh, they had a they had a booth at PAX, but they also had their play days off site at um like the hard rock cafe up the street there was no fallout 76 anywhere to be found that game is supposed to come out like november 14th or november 16th or something like that Mm -hmm. there's no playable demo that makes me real skeptical yep it's september and we still and we still haven't seen the beta they've been telling us we were going to be able to play Again, that's another big red flag for me. Um, we talked about this today, but I'm not here for Fallout 76. So, we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen with Fallout 76. I know one thing that's going to happen with Fallout 76. <laughs> we know what's going to happen with Fallout 76. You're going to get folks that show their asses 
And target- literally, that's yeah, that's going to be literally showing their asses <laughs> in their underwear. Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, that too. Uh, but they're going to, you know, like, I, there's something that just tells me that they're going to do shit that they've been doing with other games for the last year targeting characters of color to kill them, to destroy them, to do whatever the hell they're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what's going to happen in my pessimistic heart, but I have have friends around me who are so excited and they're like, but it might not happen. <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to happen. Um, but I want to try it out just to see. I want to try it out just to see. Um, and then, you know, Bethesda seems to to know, too, that this is going to happen, right? Because they've got that new thing that they that if you kill, if you just like, if you're just going around like trolling people and killing people and blowing up their stuff, then you can enter wanted status. And if you entered wanted status, people can come kill you then without entering wanted status themselves. So that's way of that's their way of kind of doing community self-policing because mm-hmm. they know it's going to happen. They know it's going to happen and they're just trying to find whatever way they can to stop people from being assholes on the internet. And we know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good luck. And we know it's not going to happen. No. People are very dedicated to being assholes on the internet. Yeah, yeah. That's some people. That's what they do. That is their day job. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm interested. I want to see. I, I'm one of those people. who's like, I want to watch the train wreck. I want to watch the train wreck. I want to now write a song about assholes on the internet. <laughs> How does that go? Assholes on the internet. <laughs> There's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, the 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 AAA titles I would have stood in line for weren't there. Um, but there were some super cool little indie games, like I played Ooblets, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been super excited for. I got less excited for it, I have to admit, when they changed the Ooblets battles from like Pokemon style battles to dance battles. Because I was like, that's a little too cutesy for me. Um, but it does have like the farming element. Y'all know, y'all know I'm a sucker for farming CMs. What, you? Yeah, me. Um, I played it. It's super cute. Honestly, honestly, I don't think it's going to hold my attention very long. Um, it won't hold, I can, it will not hold my attention as long as Pokemon. It will not hold my attention as long as Stardew Valley. It will not hold my attention even as long as Graveyard Keeper, which is not going to hold my attention as long as Stardew Valley because it's very, it's narratively shallow. Yeah. Um, And the same is true of Ooblets. Now, it's going to be, I think it might be a cool kids game. Um, My kid might love it, um, but she might also toss it to the side after a while. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, but it's super cute. And I'll play it, but it won't be like it won't be a four hundred hour game for me like Stardew. No, um, I see that. Yeah, um, I got hands on with Tunic, which I think you will like. That is the one with the cute little fox. 
I know which one it is. So it is 3D with a cute fox, but it plays just like 2D Zeldas. Yep. I'm in. That's really all you have to say. Yeah, when I was playing that, I was like, Alicia is going to fucking love this. <laughs> 2D Zelda, you say? Why, I'm already playing this. Um, so it's it's cute. Um, and that one, that will be fun to play. Um, I played uh, I played a lot of indies. I'm going to tell you about the ones that I played that I liked the most. Um, there is another one called... Oh, don't let me slide to the title. I, I want to kind of want to Google it to double check. But if I'm remembering correctly, the title of the game is The World Between. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at that earlier. Hang on. I think that that is correct. Let me look. I have, okay. I have it up in a tab. Maybe. Yeah. So let me tell you about it. Okay. Um. Uh. Why you Why you even look? You double check me. Um. So. It's called The World Between. Oh, no. I was looking um, at something else. I'm sorry? I was looking at something else. Oh, okay. Um, oh. I have The Gardens Between. I have In Between. No, what's The World Between? Who, okay. The, who was it? Okay, wait, wait. Let me let me double check. Um, so, it, there was a Gardens Between, which is also very cute. Which mm-hmm. is also very cute. What was this game about? Um, is about a teenage girl who I probably got the two titles merged. Um, a teenage girl who goes into like a parallel universe where there are monsters and supernatural creatures. Um, the world next door. That's what it is. Oh, okay. So the gardens between is a cute puzzle game that involves like rewinding time and going back and forward. Um, that feels like part platformer, part life is strange one. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of mechanics, uh, which was also very, which is also super cute. Um, so that's mine. I don't, Oh, uh, so, Oh, maybe it's not. Let me see. Uh, so, um, I'm sorry. That's okay. The world next door is done by Viz Media. It is super oh, duper cute. Boy, she's wearing some tiny shorts, isn't she? She the okay. So the clothing is not the best. I will Ooh. say that. Those are underwears. That's some underwear. That's yours. Um, I'm sorry, my kid and I have switches that look exactly the same now. So, um, because I changed my Joy Cons, um, but uh. It's a puzzle game, right? Where you have to like match up tiles to fight monsters, um, the the bad monsters, because everybody basically on the other side in the world next door is a is a supernatural creature slash monster of some sort. Um, the clothing is tiny. The clothing is tiny. It's a little, it's a little iffy, but mechanically, um, as a puzzle game with a little, with some narrative, I like puzzle games a lot. Um, and it's like a more narrativized, like match three game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was super fun. It was super duper fun. Um, the world next door, that's not coming out until 2019. Um, maybe in that, in the meantime, they can make her some pants. Maybe they can, they just, that's what it was in the demo. They didn't have ch- time to make her any clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You are a troll. You still have time to design pants. 
make her some pants. Um, another game that I saw kind of briefly, um, but I had seen like another like media briefs, um, was a little game called Treasure Stack, uh-huh. which looks amazing. It's like a platformer slash adventure game. Um, the art style is adorable. Um, and the game itself looks really fun because it's puzzle based. A lot of these were a lot of the indie games, of course, were puzzle based games. Um, and they looked really good. Um, I'm dying to play that one. Um, the gardens between was, like I said, was the other one that was mm-hmm. like time shifting. Um, also looks really good. I'll probably play that. Um, let's see what else really struck me in terms of indie games. So the, okay. The one thing I really wanted to see, uh, because it, it looks a lot like Stardew Valley. <laughs> Everything revolves around Stardew Valley for me. Uh-huh. I saw people with t-shirts, but I didn't see the game itself anywhere. So I, I think it must've been there. And I just missed it, which is hard to believe because I spent almost all of the three days that I was there on, on the indie game floors was uh, Maneko's Night Market. Um, I did not see it. Huh. I did not see it. I've seen the trailer for it. I've seen it like they because they talked about it um, on the uh, Nintendo Direct yeah. with the Nindies. Um, and it looked amazing. And it was one of the things that I was actually looking for. Um, I was hoping to see when I got there. Um, and I didn't see it. We were walking like one night to the, um, to a party like afterwards. And, um, I saw people with t-shirts on and I was like, well, where the hell is it? (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's about, it's it's very cute. So it's uh, a super cute art style, um, and you you craft, um, you eat, um, and there are adorable cats who do things right. And it's a series of mini games, um, and it is the cutest thing that I've seen in a very long time. But it's not coming out until twenty nineteen at least on the switch. Um, I think it's supposed to come out on like steam and I don't know when, um, but definitely coming out on the switch. Um, those were the, those were the big things I think for me, those were the big things for me. I mean, there was there anything that like was huge gut punch. Honestly, no, Honestly, no. Uh, it was a great chance for networking. I mean, and maybe this is why people are saying this is a better chance for streamers and, and media folks because you got there was a there was time for networking. But and I and I don't think it was necessarily that it was more for streamers and media folks. I think that the AAA titles that should have been there just aren't ready. Mm. They just aren't ready. I mean, like I said, most of the stuff that was there with demos that people could stand in line for, most of it will be out before the end of the year. Yeah. And that's that's a thing because it's late. <laughs> yeah, it's September. Yeah. It's September. And to not have Fallout there when it's supposed to be out in November to not have Red Dead there when, isn't that supposed to be out in like November too? 
I don't know. Y'all know I'm 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 still. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm Red Dead. I'm scared. That game. Oh no, that's October. It's Red Dead to me. Oh my God. Uh, Are you trying to dad jokes? Yeah, sorry. Oh, don't do that again. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. That was painful. It was great. You shut up. <laughs> that was painful. Um, Y'all like Yeah, it. yeah. It was, so, I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe that's why um, folks felt like it was, you know, more geared toward uh, the media because I mean it was just it was a good chance for networking it was a good chance for like talking to people like face to face that you only usually get to talk to via email um, or on the interwebs on social media um, maybe that's what it was maybe um, but yeah Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, like I said, it was just there were some some people that I saw talking about and complaining um, about people taking up space in lines, like to get swag, but not to play, and that there were there were more accommodations for the media and for streamers this year in previous years. But I can't speak to that because I haven't compared myself. And you never know. Okay, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not sorry. You never know with gamers if they are legitimate complaints or if y'all just <laughs> yapping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you couldn't get the swag without playing games. Okay. People, that, that's the thing. That's, that's why I call bullshit on that because, I mean, I'm a streamer. I'm a partner streamer. I was wearing a t-shirt that said, that said Mixer Partner, right? Because we had, we had partnered t-shirts, right? Yeah. Um, but... I still had to stand in line and I mean, if you went in, if you went in before the, before it was open to the public, yeah, you just went in and talked to people and got your shit and played your game or whatever. And it was a, it was, you know, it wasn't a two hour wait, but like I said, I didn't do that, but I mean, but it's still open. It wasn't like you had to wait until noon or two o'clock in the afternoon or anything to get in. If you were the public, right. it opened to the public, the expo floor opened to the public every day at 10 a.m. Yeah. And you know gamers, they ain't up for that no way. <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I don't know. Um and if they had swag, like a lot of folks had T shirts, right? Like they had they had Tomb Raider T shirts. I was like, I really want one of those Tomb Raider T shirts. I was like and I went over to the booth to try to buy one and they were like, Nope, you gotta play the game. They, cause they weren't even selling them in the store. Cause you know, everybody had like their own little, like mini store set up. Yeah. They weren't selling the t-shirts. They wanted you to play the game in order to get the t-shirts, which I think was a huge, you know, mistake on their part for, for the triple a titles anyway. So you had to, you had to stand in line for two hours and play the game for 15 minutes to get a t-shirt. And I was like, nah, nah, bruh. I'm going to order that shit on the internet. I'm not standing in line for two hours to play a game that's going to be out in less than two weeks. Um, and the same was true for like Dragon Quest. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I wanted to play Dragon Quest, even though it was coming out like the day we got back from PAX. I wanted to play Dragon Quest because I wanted to see if I actually wanted to spend my money on it. Right. 
but I wasn't standing in line for two hours and the t-shirt wasn't that cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell him. uh, It wasn't that cute. Um, So I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, you couldn't just stand in line and get the swag. You had to stand in line, play the game, and then they were giving out swag. And sometimes it was only a chance to win swag. So, I mean, unless, like I said, unless these were booths somewhere that I wasn't, um, I don't know. I don't know either. Me? Like I said, I'm, maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it. So, you know, I've seen a lot of saltiness <laughs> in the Twitterverse about streamers and media folks. Um, it's like, you know, these people think they're better than everybody else. No, no, I don't. Well, some people do. I mean, but that's everywhere. Okay. So here's the thing that I, I'm going to, I'm going to say this for the record. You can't rally to replace media folks with streamers and then be mad when streamers get treated like media folks. <laughs> True that. But True that. logic uh, has never stopped anybody complaining on the internet. So it was like, we want real gamers. We don't want these media folks. So when you get real gamers who then take it and take advantage, not take advantage in a bad way, but take advantage of the fact that they now have this access. Right. You can't cry. Cause they got access. No, I mean, that's what you wanted. Ain't that what you said? Ain't that's that what you, what you said? said? Yeah. Yeah. Just checking. Say what you Just said. Checking. You said what you said. Put your big girl panties on and shut the <laughs> hell up. That's what you do. Oh my god. <laughs> but they did have some interesting stuff, right? There was tons of Fortnite stuff there, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that makes sense. Fortnite is hot, right? Um, yeah. So, um, they had a whole Fortnite mini golf course that I did not go to. Um, and then they had like a whole block where they had like, um, decorated it like an actual, like an actual scene for Fortnite with like the, the wooden fence and a big Fortnite sign. And they were running Fortnite tourneys that were like paying pretty good. Like top five people every day got like five grand. The winner got like, $225,000 $225,000 or something like that. Um, and they had a lot of swag. Um, they also apparently, and this is the one I'm mad about cause I didn't see, um, I know free, I know people who got it and I saw the pictures, but I never made it down there was they had like a PUBG interactive experience where you could like film yourself, like walking in slow mo through like smoke and shit. Like you were dressed like uh, you were <laughs> actually in PUBG, and I was like, "Whoa!" I wish I had been there, um, <laughs> but I didn't. Alas, I did not, because I like PUBG. But alas, I did not get to play that. I did not get to play the interactive experience. And they had the PUBG van that they're supposed to be giving away there too. Um, there was a lot of there's a lot of offsite stuff. Uh, packs adjacent stuff is what I've been calling it, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of parties. Um, like I said, the, the interactive experiences between Fortnite and um, PUBG that you didn't have to have packs badges to go to. Um, and the Bethesda experience, the, the the Bethesda play days. Like I said, they, yeah, like it was like come to Hard Rock Cafe, free drinks, free food. 
Um, play some games, win some stuff, get some swag. Um, it was there was lots of that. There was lots of that, and that was not just for media. That was for everybody. They were they were hawking that shit for everybody, and like I said, you didn't even have a have to have a badge to go in. So how that's just for media, I don't know. Yeah, I like I said, I'm just saying what I was, you know, looking stuff up and reading oh no, some I news mean, and read some opinions. No, no, I get you because, like I said, I've I've seen it too, in terms of people on the internet being real salty. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I just didn't see it. But, you know, and I don't know, I don't know, yeah. But the other thing that you wanted to talk about, interestingly enough. Was another thing people were salty about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they were. All Ooh. right, so so so, how about you? How about you start? Tell us what they were salty about, Alicia. So, Riot Games mm-hmm. um, had a room uh, that, until like two thirty in the afternoon, was closed off and accessible only to women and non-binary folks. And they had uh, resume and portfolio reviews to encourage people to get into the industry. Um, they had a couple of panels, like one panel, I think, in a Q&A. Mm-hmm. Or it was a roundtable with QA designers. I'm not sure. It's unclear to me. Though apparently they later ran the panels on their Instagram, so they were not just available to people at PAX, but they were publicly available to anybody who wanted to watch them. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was some salt. Because it yeah. was a women and non-binary folks only space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, because people don't understand. People don't understand. Here we go. Here we go. Write this shit down. Get a pen. Get a piece of paper. Equity does not equal justice, y'all. Um, right, you just can't say, well, you know, men and women had access to that panel, so therefore, that is just. No, 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 bruh, no. We need a, you know, sometimes you need a space because, yes, here's a, here's a news flash. In games, cis het dudes often think they know every fucking thing and they talk over through and around everybody else <laughs> over through and around <laughs> so this is there's a specific discussion thread that I want to talk about okay because I would like to know what you think that's not true I know what you think I would like to hear you say it <laughs> so we could talk about it so uh Kelsey Moser, uh, who's an esports analyst, Mm -hmm. uh, said regarding this event, uh, she says, I don't oppose and occasionally support career outreaches that target women in gaming. But events with a career in gaming bent that exclude men reinforce an archaic idea that women cannot coexist with men professionally, and thus it's not the solution. I added a couple words, but that's what she said. Mm-hmm. That. Uh, I, my humble opinion... Is she didn't drink the damn Kool-Aid. <laughs> is that 
Uh, I have some thoughts about that, but <laughs> my humble opinion is that nothing about this event says that women can't coexist with men. Like, that's right. an assumption that was made that's incorrect on the face. Events that give space to people are spaces that allow them to discuss comfortably and learn. And that's yes. what these spaces were for. Yes. Without being talked over, around, and through. Now, if I want to talk specifically about how some women <clears throat> who are successful in the gaming industry, for whatever reason, seem to think that they just got there magically. <laughs> but I ain't trying to talk shit about people. <laughs> <laughs> who don't realize that maybe they were lucky and happened into, uh, you know, opportunities that maybe aren't available to everybody. Right. And that maybe they should be focused on giving a hand to other people. But, you know, I'm not her. I don't know her life. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But I, I, I think that... If you are going into the gaming industry, you will, of course, coexist with men. If you live in the world, you will coexist with men. You will breathe the same air as men. Like, that's just... I'm not breathing man air. <laughs> okay, so you are special. You're not breathing man air. But the rest of us, the rest of us grubby bitches... Are out here breathing man air. Okay. I just. I don't understand the problem. With occasionally saying. This service we are offering. Ain't for y'all. Right. Yeah. I mean but this, see that's the same. Well, we're serving these. Populations who are underserved. That is the same, um, how do we put this? That is the same mentality that says, I don't see why we need historically black colleges, tribal colleges, or largely Hispanic serving institutions, yeah. right? That is the same, that is the exact same mentality. It's like, so why do we need HBCUs? Why do we need, you know, historically black or HBIs is what they call them now. I'm old. When I went to, when I went to HBCU, it was called HBCU. Now the HBIs, historically black institutions. So, you know, then that just means that, you know, then black people don't know how to, how to exist in a world with white people. We have existed in the world with y'all motherfuckers our entire lives. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes we need a space for us to figure out how to exist in a space more successfully and without some of the and without some of the ongoing bullshit. Yeah. Right? Like the bullshit that Miss Kelsey is spurting. Cuz I I read her piece over there in the, you know, So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. And I think that, like, I, I get it. 
I can see lots of motivations to say something like that. I'm not going to talk about all of them. We're just going to say that I know that they are there. They are many. They are myriad. They are things that we say. Sometimes to survive. Sometimes because we believe them. Sometimes because we don't recognize our own positionality. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is... Where is the harm in holding a session that encourages women to work in the games industry versus the potential harm by holding an event for everybody and having women and non-binary folks pushed aside at the expense of men? Which, you know what? We have a lot of men in the gaming industry. Lots of men. Men everywhere. Men as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. I don't see the harm. We need more people who are different and diverse and have lots of rich life experiences who can bring fresh perspectives to the table so that maybe I don't have to play a puzzle game in which the heroine is in her underwear. because like why I don't sit around and do puzzles in my underwear (laughs) I'm wearing my fucking pajama pants where is my heroin in pajamas (laughs) right because you know if I'm just like if I just happen to slip into you know a parallel universe even if I'm just chilling at home when it happens I'm wearing pajamas I'm wearing like pajama pants or leggings and a t-shirt yep my bra I, I may or and may, underpants often do not match. I was gonna say I may or may not have on a bra though. <laughs> I, I know it's probably you a I, sports bra if I'm at home. I was gonna say you and I differ in that in that in that area. I understand, but see me once I come home, that's like once my bra come off, you know I ain't going outside till tomorrow. I can't free uh, swing like that. I, I don't. It's just not comfortable to me. But I am dedicated <laughs> to sports bras. <laughs> and I have many cheap and shitty sports bras, so it's not like they're actually doing anything <laughs> except making sure that I don't put out anybody's eye when I turn around, <laughs> including my own, right? But but if I, yeah, if I'm like chilling at home, like watching TV or working on something, and I get sucked into a parallel universe, I'm not in full makeup. Nope. I take that shit off as soon as I get home. I'm like, do I have anywhere else to go? Nope, makeup wipes. <laughs> Just scrape it off. Um, and it's like leggings or pajama pants, a yep. tank top, and a sports bra. And I'm not wearing shoes. Nope. But I'm surely not prancing around in matched bra and panties and little furry slippers with heels, sighing and wishing that a man would come and save me. But we have ranged a field. <laughs> yes, yes, a I'm little sorry. bit, just a little bit. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, it that is. is that is the perception that you get from these kinds of from these kinds. And of, it doesn't um, come from real world experience, right? It comes from media perpetuating media perpetuating media. Yes. Which yes. maybe if we get some different media perspectives, that changes. So we should encourage it. It's a good thing. But you know what? I have a question. What? Can you explain to me how Uh-oh. one can yell, and I mean yell, 
about their free speech and the free speech of developers and everybody's free speech but also be mad when Riot Games says <laughs> we're going to exercise our freedoms and do this. Yeah. But my freedoms as long as they don't impact what I want. So you are looking for logic. <laughs> That I'm just we wishing it was there. Does not exist no, I'm just anywhere in the realm of most of these folks who are making these arguments. It don't make no sense. Y'all need to get your shit together. And you know what? I know that everybody likes Rick and Morty. So I'll put it in a Rick and Morty phrasing. Y'all need to get your shit together and put it in a fucking backpack. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Rick and Morty. Don't want to see an episode of Rick and Morty. That shit looks stupid. Well, um, the shit ba- backpack is pretty good. And it's an apt metaphor. Just get your shit together. Put it in a backpack. I don't care. Put it in the shit museum. Whatever. Whatever you need to do. Just get it together. <laughs> because if we want to argue that developers get to do whatever the fuck they want then developers get to do whatever the fuck they want the end full stop and that includes saying this panel is not for you get yes. over it well they can do whatever they want as long as it still privileges men is what you got to understand well I think that what we all really need to understand is this yeah, developers are free to do whatever they want. And sometimes there's going to be a reaction. And that's what it's been all along. Sometimes y'all want to make characters with titties bigger than their heads. And I have a reaction <laughs> in which I say, that's dumb. Y'all shouldn't do that because that's sexist, dumb, and just looks uncomfortable. Yes. That's not me censoring a gaming company. That's me saying that shit is stupid. Right. I have finished my beers. Can you tell? Um, second, <laughs> this is the same thing. Riot Games did a thing, and y'all said, that's shitty. That's good. You can have that reaction. Now you can get the fuck over it. Yes. Yes. That is exactly what you need to do. Right? I mean, so people, humans, humans, I don't want to say gamers are shitty people, because gamers are not shitty people. I know a lot of amazing gamers. Mm-hmm. But there are some gamers out there that make all of the rest of us just look bad, mm. right? Like, okay, I'm going to tell you, I've been real salty since E3. And I've been waiting for Nintendo to actually announce something in a Nintendo Direct other than Super fucking Smash Bros, <laughs> which I have zero, no, 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 negative 10% interest in. So we were supposed to have a Nintendo Direct today. Nobody's quite sure what that Nintendo Direct was about. I was hoping, like, hoping beyond hope it was the announcement of an Animal Crossing. Because I need an Animal Crossing for my Switch so that I can get that Stardew Valley Jones off my back (laughs) and get something different. Now, in case you didn't know, there was a big fucking earthquake in Japan. Mm -hmm. That killed people. People Mm -hmm. died. 
People got hurt. Nintendo said, in light of what has happened, they made this announcement early this morning, in light of what's happened, we're delaying our Nintendo Direct, because you know what? We got some fucking respect. Why folk on the internet lose they shit? Because they can't get a fucking announcement in light of people dying. I mean, I have an answer, but no one's going to like it. What's your answer? People don't give a shit. True. Because it's all about them. It's fuck you, I got mine, and if I don't have mine, you're going to hear about it. Right. Because they clearly are all wrong, it's all about me, but yeah, I know. Yeah. Because they're horrible human beings. It sucks. It's, people just want to be horrible. They just want to be horrible. I mean, and and... Which is sad because I have to say, absent one thing that happened while I was at PAX, I had a largely positive experience, right? Yeah, there were too many people. Y'all still need to teach your children to wash their asses and put deodorant on. (laughs) Let me say that. Um, and by the time I, I was super tired, my knee was killing me after like the first and second day, because, you know, we were walking around 12 hours a day and standing all damn day. Cause there was like nowhere to sit. Uh-huh. Um, we were walking in and there was ticket scalpers, right. With the little signs, I need tickets, want to sell tickets, whatever. And there was this dude yelling at this, this small woman, um, a small Hispanic woman. She was maybe five feet tall. Um, a, a, and a fairly small woman. And he had to be six feet tall, 450 fucking pounds yelling in her face because she was in, she was in his way. And I was with a bunch of people and I walked in and we were walking up to the escalator and I stopped Cause I was like, wait. And I turned around and I limped my hobbled ass back to that door. Cause I was like, I cannot let that happen. I cannot believe I walked past that shit in the first place. But I was thinking about myself because I was in a whole lot of pain, Mm -hmm. but I walked back and I was like, because I'm not going to let him just stand there and yell in her face. Cause she was not even speaking. She was just like staring straight forward while he was yelling at her. And I walked back. And by the time I had walked back and got through the crowd to get back out the fucking door, he was gone. And I felt like shit because I should have stopped in the first place. So absent that one experience, um, I had a largely positive experience but but I surrounded myself with people that I knew and people in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe my experience would have been different if I didn't know folks from Not Your Mama's Gamer and from Mixer. So maybe I would have thought, oh... 
This is largely for media folks and streamers. If I didn't have any friends there. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey, my fault you ain't got no friends. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bad. I'm just salty. I'm salty at people being salty on the internet about, you know, about PAX not being the experience they wanted because it was not, you know, perfect and a kumbaya moment. We don't have those kumbaya moments on the internet, on the interwebs. You know, absent communities that you build and friendships that you make and relationships that you forge. If you want that kumbaya moment, you got to forge those relationships. Nobody's going to come up and give you a fucking hug because you walk through the door. If you spend your time on the interwebs being salty and complaining and being an asshole, then you know what? You're probably those things in person too. Mm. But that's just me. That's just me. But, you know, I want to think that, that gamers have some kind of redeeming qualities. I want to think that. Want to think that we're not all hateful people who want to be mad because women get a moment apart to have some extra attention. Or maybe we realize that, you know what? No, you don't stand in somebody's face and fucking yell at them. Especially when you're twice their size and four times their fucking weight. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I want my kumbaya moment. I want my own damn kumbaya moment for at some point. I ain't going to get it, but I want it. How's it feel to want? <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But, um... Overall, I have to say, I did have fun at PAX. I had fun at PAX. Um, it was great being able to see uh, folks that I only get to talk to um, on the interwebs. Um, I, you know, met people who uh, some folks would call strangers, but I would call friends. Um, I got yelled at by my kid when I got back for... Uh, going to Seattle and getting a tattoo with strangers. Um, How dare you? I know I did. I got, I got yelled at for that. I, I got yelled at for that. Um, I'm like, but they're not strangers. She was like, whatever you got tattooed with strangers. Um, <laughs> I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, but you know, like I said, we, we, we recognize that there's always work to be done. Especially when, you know, you cut off from social media to a certain extent. Because I had no, I had no fucking reception uh, in the, in the uh, convention center. So I missed all the hullabaloo um, until I, until, and I didn't see any of it until either I got back at night or when I got back, period. Because mm-hmm. usually when I got back to our Airbnb at night, I was like, I'm about to lay down and go to sleep. And I'll see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so that that in and of itself was nice to not have that access. Right. Even though I was mad and bitching about it because I couldn't text people or message people in Discord to meet up for stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice not having access to the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was fun. It was. You should have went. Well, I yeah, I couldn't do 13 hours on a plane, though, so I'm glad I did that. <laughs> Is anything else? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to have to go out. We're going to have to go out for something else. We're going to have to go out that way for something else and spend some time out there with some folks. Because there's lots of amazing folks out there that we know we've had on the show. Yeah. That we need to spend some time. Some of those folks have a DLC coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were going to talk a little bit about State of Decay. So the DLC looks fantastic. Um, I did not stand in line for that um, because they were, because you really needed to play that with a team. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I, I would need to play it with a team of folks that I knew and trusted because you know how I am about State of Decay. I don't mm-hmm. like playing with folk that's going to mess up because then I'm going to yell and I don't like yelling at strangers. Um. <laughs> she yells at strangers all the time. I do kind of yell at strangers all the time. She does. <laughs> I yell at everybody. I don't care. I you... was watching those conversations on Twitter in particular because they kept saying, nobody's won yet. Nobody's beaten it yet. I was like, oh, my God. I'm so ready. Well, that's also, and I, and, and I, I talked to Brent when I was there, and I was like, I'm not going to play your DLC here in public because I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> I would have I would have embarrassed myself see I would have played with you cause I can yell at you yeah but also you know I'll save your ass so yes I, I do <laughs> I recognize fully that you will save me <laughs> and that unlike other folk when, some, when you get scared, you ain't going to run off and leave. No, I'm not. I'm just going to get mad and start cussing. So it's probably a good thing that I wasn't playing in public either. But I am very excited. Me too. I can't wait to play it. Blood Plague Juggernauts sounds like the best worst idea I've ever oh heard. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! It sounds like a big old plate of hot death that I cannot wait to be served. Okay, so let's let's think about it for a second. Between the two games, how many hours have I played now? Oh God! How many games have you? How many hours have you played? Yes, fifteen hundred. I was gonna say two thousand. I don't know it if it's that be much guess. Um, because I kind of took a break, but it's been a lot, like a lot, and yeah. I still. Every time I see a juggernaut, I'm like, let me think about whether or not I feel like it. Sometimes I'm like, nope. And I'll just, or if one, one comes up on me and I'm doing something, I'm like, hell no. And I just get the fuck out. So, blood play juggernauts? I am a little alarmed. I will say. And I am very experienced in these games. <laughs> a little alarmed. I'm ready, though. Let's do it. Bring it on. Oh, yeah. 
And you don't have to take your actual like survivors in. Right. Which will make me <clears throat> probably more prone to play it with other people than if I had to trust people with my actual survivors. Make you more pl- more prone to run out there with your gun blazing and not aiming. I mean, Look, yeah, let you'll me tell you'll you take <laughs> Spray and pray is always the name of the game. You gonna hit something? Um. Yes. Sometimes the wall. Sometimes the ground. Yeah. You know, you you run out there. I'm gonna be hanging back and carefully aiming at heads. I know that, but that's what you do. That's not what I do. That's fine. Everyone has a valid way of existing. <laughs> Except for, you know, murderers. That's not particularly valid. Um, no, that's true. This is very yes, true. Yes, I am excited. I would have stood in line. That's the one thing I would have probably stood in line for. Though, really, I would have gone, <laughs> I would have carried my ass to the little barrier and been like, where's Brand? <laughs> if you don't I'm let me in, some... I'm going to rub you with onions. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm looking for some special privileges. Yeah, I'm like I need privileges because I know your weaknesses, sir. So if you're listening, uh, I would have totally tried to cheat and also possibly threatened you with things you're allergic to. That's how I roll. <laughs> I've been like, I brought a bag. Here's some onions. You better watch out. Better let me in. <laughs> All right. Well, I am glad that it was fun. And I have to say this, y'all. And if you're listening, Brant, you might as well plug your ears because I'm about to embarrass you. Brant is one of the sweetest humans on the face of the planet. Obviously. Though I will never forget the time he came up in my stream when I was playing Steady Decay and tried to tell me how to play. And I was like, nope. (laughs) That's how you play, sir. Comma, sir. It's not how I play. Get out. (laughs) <laughs> told me to turn my flashlight on hashtag never forget <laughs> turning my flashlight on and bring zombies hey that's what I say it all the time flashlights and guns don't play with that Mm-mm. I will rummage in the dark and beat a zombie with a frying pan before I start shooting yep that's fine that's asking for fine. death <laughs> Well, maybe next time we'll be able to talk about the new DLC and maybe some of these games will have come out. Yes. And uh, we can talk about those too. Yeah, because the, uh, let's see, the Blackout beta for Call of Duty, uh, Modern, uh, no, Black Ops will be out. (laughs) You don't even know what game. Some game. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm still trying to recover from time changes. (laughs) Um, and by the time we talk next time, also, Shadow of the Tomb Raider will be out. I don't give a fuck. Man, you know what? You're going to stop hating on what? that game. No. Okay. Well, you can full stop with, are you going to stop hating? But you can end that with a question mark, and then the answer is no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm never going to stop hating. Oh, man. You're just hateful. Yeah. I hate what I hate. Well, we know that about you. You like what you like. It's fine. I'm allowed to not be excited about too many things. Fine. You play your Tomb Raiden game, and I hope it's fun. 
I hope so, too. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome. You have my permission. <laughs> I, now, I'm glad I have your permission <laughs> to buy, to play a game that you I You have my permission my to money. like the things that you like. I bet it's going to suck, though. <laughs> Y'all see how she is. She keeps me around anyway. I wonder why. All right. <laughs> So with that, I think that's going to bring us to the end of episode 178. The post-pax parlay. The post-pax parlay. So until next time, when we talk about all the games we've played since this week and all the other wonderful things that have gone on in the news and whatever else we talk about. And you find, well, we will discover, we will find out finally if I actually do come down with the Pax Pox that everybody else seems to be coming <laughs> down with. I washed my hands 5,000 times and used 18 bottles of hand sanitizer. I bet not come down with it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But until next time, y'all, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Um, stay cool. Stay safe. Be good to one another. And as always, 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 my friends, game on.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.